You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. All right, man, it is time for another Quiet Life podcast, and this is an audio only podcast. So if you're a YouTube guy, I really appreciate that. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, engagement and growth in the on the YouTube uh, channel as far as uh, subscriptions and comments and shares and things of that nature. I appreciate that. This is a really uh, crazy week as we get ready for the men's retreat. It is Tuesday, September 27th. This will air on Wednesday, uh, September 28th. However, uh, there will be people that will be uh, coming in throughout the week. There's things that we got to get set up. Uh, if you are listening to this and you go to the gear store, you'll notice that all the gear uh, is removed right now. It's because everything uh, that I have available within my, you know, that I can put my hands on, uh, will be available for the men at the men's retreat. When that retreats, when the retreat's over. Then we figure out what kind of inventory we have, uh, if any. Last year we sold out of a, a number of things, and so we'll, we'll begin to kind of reload that. And really, what I try to do is take assessment of what works for you guys, or what you guys like, or uh, what what you will purchase, or have someone purchase for you. And then so we try to make sure that we have those things. Um, like I said, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we put out the uh, the tribe Celtic patch, and then the Quiet Life patch again because. Those things sell out and are quite popular, so we have them available at the retreat. Once the retreat's over, whatever's left, I'll put those back out. We'll continue to add to those or add to the store as we go. However, we are looking at uh, Mark chapter 15 today. Mark chapter 15. And if there's a synopsis for most of you guys who would consider yourselves a quiet life guy, if, if, there, if there's a, a snapshot of a portion of Scripture that you would say, that's it. That's why I gravitate towards that. That's why you know I'm wired the way I'm wired. Or that's why I do the things I do. I think this might be the place. I think you could look at this text and say, yep, because I know I do. Even as I began to consider this text for the podcast today and think about you know, what are you going to say and... Uh, Again, you'll have to take my word on it. There's no, there's no video. I have my Bible. I have a, what do you call this book here? Uh, Harmony of the Gospels. You know, it's a new international version of it, which basically puts your text that you're reading right next to a text that you would find in another gospel. So some of them, uh, some of the things you read will be in all the gospels, or at least a, a similar uh, moment or concept of it. And sometimes it's not. This particular text there is. So I have that. And then I have uh, BibleHub.com, BibleHub.com, where you can look up a verse, and it'll show you just multiple translations of that verse. I find that interesting sometimes when, when you're looking at, okay, what does, what does that say? Maybe you don't have access to other you know, uh, translations or, or whatever. So uh, we're looking at Mark chapter 15. I'm going to read the first part, do my best to kind of unpack it and give us application, and then I'm going to read the second part. And I think you would say, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's me. Okay, Mark uh, chapter 15, verse 8, Now at the feast, 
he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. This is We're talking about Pilate here. Now, if you go into the commentaries, you'd be hard-pressed to find a commentary that would say, yes, this was a tradition passed on. No, this is probably something Pilate decided to do, and we'll, we'll understand more about Pilate before we get out of this podcast today. Uh, and among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man named Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. Hey, you know that thing that you do where you let one person go every year? Like us pardoning a turkey at Thanksgiving? So weird. Um, he answered them saying, Do you want me to release for, to you the king of the Jews? Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. You want me to release Jesus to you? Is that what you're asking for? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priest had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release them for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. <clears throat> let, let me begin to unpack this. Before I do, I am at the church right now. The homeschool is meeting. You may hear some babies crying in the background. That is not my house, thank goodness. However, here's what we have going on here. Jesus has been handed over. He's arrested. He's just about to be crucified. They're going to flog him, beat him, put him on a cross. If you know the story, you know it ends with with the resurrection. However, if you don't know the story, this looks like uh, this guy who came to to earth and claimed to be something appears to be nothing. It appears when you just read the text, and especially if you just go through Mark chapter fifteen, this guy who said, um, you know, was calling out hypocrisy, was saying he could forgive your sins walked on water, calmed the storm, you know, called into question all the, you know, religious practices that were actually hurting people from coming to God. When you when you look at this text in light of all that, you'd say, well, it doesn't appear that he's he's much of anything. He doesn't look that much different than I. And I was texting a friend of mine this morning, when you think about this text and you think about this chapter, it really is an image of strength under control. But let's not miss what happens in verse 11. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him re- release for them Barabbas instead. Now, if you look at that, that happens in Matthew. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Uh, Luke chapter 23, with one voice they cried out, Away with this man, release Barabbas to us. Uh, they shouted back, no, not him, give us Barabbas. That's in Luke, or John, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all highlight this moment right here. So this is a moment where you have a crowd of people gathered. That They're, they're, they're in for all the celebrations, everything that's going to transpire. They're all right here, and Jesus is about to be crucified and die. We're, the, they believe the chief priests, the religious people, the Pharisees, and, and everyone, uh, that they are just about to rid themselves of this Jesus problem. We are going to eliminate him. Let's get the crowd to go in our favor. You ever gone to a sporting event, and there's those you know one, two, three people who are determined to get the wave going? I don't like the wave. I just want to watch the game. I, I've never been in my house... And the four or five of us got the wave going. I, I've never gone to a game going, I hope they do the wave. I think the first time, you know, I don't know when the wave started, but I feel like I was probably probably in the 80s. I was at a maybe a baseball game or something and saw the wave, and I thought, I can't believe they got all these people to do the wave. 
The interesting thing about doing the wave at a, at a sporting event is, truth be told, most people don't want to do it. Most of the, if, if your stadium holds, let's say 45,000 people, if you pulled the 45,000 people and said, hey, before you go in today, are you looking forward to the wave? I think you'd have a small percentage that would say, that's why I'm here. I'm here to get the wave going. And it's interesting to me because there's always a guy who is determined to get the wave going, and sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not. And i got to be honest, I'm rooting against him. Not out loud, but internally I'm thinking, don't, don't, don't. And then you see it pick up momentum, and you see it make it to the next section. And what happens when it dies out? The section that started it kind of moans and, oh. And then the people look over and go, oh, we, we failed. All right, all right, all right, here it comes back. We're going to do the wave. I don't, I mean, man, if you, if you want to do the wave, if you're a waver, that's God bless you. That that's fine. I don't, I could, I don't care about the wave. Um, I'm not good at participation trophies. Okay, so I don't want to do the wave. They, but they get it going, and it's amazing because every once in a while you'll see another person in another section trying to get it going, and, and no success. No success. <laughs> you're like, good. They couldn't find 17 people to all stick their right hand up in the air. Um, in order, like a set of dominoes falling down. They, they couldn't do it. The chief priest could. The chief priest stirred up the crowd. It's interesting, the NIV, <clears throat> forgive me, the NLT, the ESV, the Berean Standard Bible, the Berean Literal Bible, they all say stirred. You ever been stirred? Now, as grown men, we don't like to think we've been stirred, right? I don't want to think that I've ever been played by a situation or scenario. I don't want to think that someone could stir up my emotions to do something. But I bet we have. I would say a, a, a number of you, myself included, I shouldn't say it that way, a number of us, uh, since 2020 have, have looked at uh, preparations as far as um, do you have food on hand, do you have toilet paper on hand, uh, water, things of that nature. Not everybody. Some people still don't, you know, but, but you were stirred, were you not? When there was uh, daily uh, news updates as far as our, 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 for flattening the curve or not, were you stirred at all? When you got on social media, was there any stirring that took place? That one guy, you know he's going to make a comment. You know he's going to make a comment. And so you look and it stirs you. It stirred you up. Maybe he made that comment on purpose just to stir you up. Or maybe he had no idea that you would read it and doesn't even care. Have you ever had someone comment on your, on your Facebook uh, post you've made and you think, I forgot I even knew you. I mean, perhaps that's what's going on, but you were stirred. We like to think that we're not being stirred at all, right? I'm going to say there's probably a lot more stirring that takes place than what you realize. This is why commercials run the times that they do. Now, some of you guys know this. I like old stuff. I like old music. Um, I don't, I'm not a movie guy, but I like old movies, old television programs like Jack Benny and stuff like that. I just, I just do. It's interesting to me that when I watch those uh, programs, you know, some, they're on at like seven, eight in the morning. We're at on this antenna TV or something. I don't know what it is. 
the commercials are all for like MedAlert and uh, Joe Theismann is promoting, you know, health insurance and things. It, like they know the audience, right? What are they doing? They're stirring. They're stir. That's that's what they're doing. You go into a store, and they put out Christmas decorations in September. One of you has to take a picture of it and put it on social media, don't you? You know what they did? They stirred you. They know people are going to do that. One, they know people are going to buy it. But when you put out the picture and go, let me be the first to wish you Merry Christmas, or you put out whatever you go, guess what happens? More stirring takes place. And you're helping them. You're help. There's only so much of yourself that you're able to feasibly give to the world. And I want you to know there are people who will specialize in stirring. Are you aware enough to be able to discern when you're being stirred? Have you ever seen a social media post from someone that you did agree with? And it fired you up and you sat there for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes thinking about how you too can make a post similar to that because you have this person, those people, whatever, that need to know that this is what's going have you Have you ever done that? There's a stirring taking place. The chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. The crowd doesn't know when they show up. They don't know we're voting Barabbas that day. I would say there probably wasn't signs in their front yard saying vote Barabbas. I'm going to say most of these people, like the wave, showed up that day participating in the day's events, saw a stirring taking place, were drawn to it. Next thing you know, they're shouting, release Barabbas. <laughs> Heck yeah. Get rid of Jesus. Who's Jesus? I don't know. But get rid of him. Now, I'd say a large number of people were probably at least aware of him or heard of him. They're like, yeah, get rid of him. That's fine. I've done that. I've walked into a voting booth, and I'm going to vote, and... Of course, you look at the letters next to the names, and you're and, and then I think, I do remember that person's name a lot in a commercial. I do, re- and then you remember like the the positive commercial. Of course, they put that out. Then you remember the negative commercial. Their opponent put that one out, and so then you you know, your mind's going back and forth. Which, which which one is it? Right? They've been stirring you for the last two years. I don't like to be stirred. I don't like that idea that that a group of people could try to manipulate me to get me to go their way. I don't like that at all. As a matter of fact, it really upsets me when I think about it. There was a uh, there's a movie out. I don't remember. It's about social media, and I can't re- remember what it's called. But we I saw it because everybody was posting about it, so I stirred myself and I went to I don't I don't even know where it was at. We, somehow we saw it. And you watch it, and you started out talking about Gmail and social media and how they try to bait you to stay longer and do more things. And where you, where you pause the longest of a picture, they'll, they'll, you know, they give you more images like that or whatever. Or if you scroll back to something, and let's say it was a bowl of spaghetti, and you scroll back to the bowl of spaghetti, guess what? You're going to get a lot of Italian food in the coming days. So guys that struggle with social media, stop looking at things you shouldn't look at. Start looking at things that are good, and you'll get – more than likely, better things. Not always good things, but better things for sure. So the crowd's being stirred. They cried out again, crucify him. They want to get rid of Jesus. Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. Yes, yeah, see, once a crowd is stirred, it's hard to unstir them, isn't it? And you know because some of you are in that crowd. I can talk all day long about how I think you should 
utilize social media, how I think you, what kind of conversations you should have, et cetera. And it falls on deaf ears. You're going to do whatever you want to do. So at the end of the day, I can only do what I do. So I'm going to take care of me. And that's why this podcast exists because this is a place that we can have these conversations and hopefully a form of encouragement and say, Hey, just consider this, just consider this, just consider, are you being stirred? Are you being manipulated? Is, is there a, is there a, you know, something happening below the surface that maybe suddenly you're caught up in it and you, you, you step back from it and say, you know what, you know what? I, I do think that that was what happened. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, releases to them Jesus. So here's how we get stirred. There's these things that are happening, and there's you know movements and motives, and every month has a theme. And you know, I'm a big football fan, but every month has a theme in football now, and all the commercials are targeted towards certain people and certain people groups and all these things. And it starts to stir you, right? And then those at the top realize this stirring has taken taken place. And they say, well, we got to keep this going or we, we can't have the crowd turn on us because we want them to want us. And so they wish to satisfy the crowd. Or I like how, um, where is it there? I think it's the NLT says, uh, I scrolled too far. There it is. The NLT says, so to pacify the crowd. Let me give you an image there. Your child is crying. You stick a pacifier in their mouth. They stop crying. That's that's what people who get paid a lot of money to do marketing and to do, you know, uh, targeting certain audience. I, I used to live in Iowa, and, and, and they have that, um, what is that called, where when the voting starts, I was like the first place they do it. And so you think your political ads are a lot. You should live there because they start like even earlier because they're trying to create all this momentum to have this big hoorah, whatever's going on there. And it is exhausting. Let me tell you. Um, and what are they doing? They're, they're, they're stirring up the crowd. And once we get the crowd stirred, then we need to pacify the crowd. Then we need to give the crowd what they want. I want to encourage you with this, man. Don't be in the crowd. I mean, Jesus talks about narrow road, wide road. Should we not, as men of God, live radically different? Does 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 your sphere of influence, whatever that is, maybe you lead a team at work, maybe you have a couple employees, maybe you are an employee, <clears throat> maybe you have a kid, a wife, maybe you don't, maybe you have a neighborhood, I don't know. But does your sphere of influence need to hear the same political jargon that everyone else is giving? Should there not be something unique and different about us? But some people will say, well, but if we don't say it, who's going to say it? What Jesus dealt with here, well, actually not here, but what Jesus dealt with while he was here on earth was the heart issue. He was dealing with with eternity. When Jesus dies, he's buried for three days, he comes back to life. The political landscape didn't heal itself. It wasn't like, oh, now everything is better. In the midst of all the time that's passed, from the time that Jesus revealed himself that he was alive to the time we're in right now, there has always been great political tension somewhere, if not everywhere. 
you pack up your stuff and you guys that live in America and you move to another country, I guarantee as you learn the history of that country, you're going to realize they have had political tension forever. Some of it was lesser than others, but it's the same thing we have. And I'm not attempting to minimize it. What I'm saying is if we are really going to raise the standard in our life, and some people don't want to raise the standard. Some people like the standard right where it is. Some people like themselves right where it is, and that's fine. I believe you're going to render yourself ineffective, though. I really do. Because your voice will be drowned out because it sounds like all the other voices. You sound like the crowd. You've been stirred up somewhere along the way. Someone got you stirred. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's the neighbor you don't agree with. They put a sign in their yard, so you put a sign in your yard. Um, you know, I walked the neighborhood. There's a guy with a flag on one side that you could tell there's a person with a flag on the other side. And you're like, yeah, I get it. we got dueling flags here. Okay, we're going to outflag each other is, is what's happening here. That's fine. I love flags. I'm, I'm about flying a flag. Everybody, everybody's got one. Should we not be a little bit different here? And so as we consider... We're going to live a quiet life. We're going to mind our own affairs. We're going to work with our hands. We're going to be dependent upon nobody. But we have to function with people. Be careful that you're not being stirred up. You're not being uh, moved in a way that you don't want to go. Maybe a different way of saying it is make sure you never lose the ability to think for yourself. Never minimize the discernment that God can give you through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, maybe the crowd is moving the right direction. I don't know, but you need to figure that out. I have to believe there was somebody in that crowd that day that did not necessarily agree with what was being said or did not understand what was being said, but went along with it just because that's the crowd. Don't, don't, don't do that. We're better than that, aren't we? Stirring up the crowd. I don't want to be stirred up. I don't want to be manipulated. Don't put a carrot in front of my nose saying, if you do this, I'll give you this. No. Then on the other side of that, don't be pacified. Don't have someone just stick something in your mouth to keep you quiet. Or No, listen, I'm going I'm to talk about the things I need to talk about. We're going to share the gospel. We're going to be about Jesus. I hope you do the same thing. I believe the Lord is raising up an army of men who say, that's what I'm about. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be stirred up, and I'm not going to be pacified. I am my own man. I, I'm going to think for myself. I'm going to lean into the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask God to give me discernment to discern right from wrong, light from darkness, good from evil, when to speak up, when to remain silent, when to act, when to hold my peace. I'm going to ask the Lord to do that. And I just believe this. Everything in the Gospels points to this, that if you do that, you will live a radically different life than those around you. Sometimes you're going to live a lonely life, a lonely existence, because you might be the only one doing it. You might be the only one not going with the crowd. You might be the only one who's not willing to be pacified or satisfied or whatever. You might be the person that says, I'm not content with this. I'm not okay with this. But at the, at the minimum, can we not agree that we should at least use our sphere of influence to get people towards King Jesus? Should we not at least be trying to say, hey, yeah, I know that's a mess, but here, here's what's going to change your heart. I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't care how you vote. I, I, I don't care what flag you fly outside your house. 
I don't care what signs in your front yard. What I care about is do you know Jesus? Maybe a different way of asking that is, does Jesus know you? Does he really know you? That we would stand before him someday and he would say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want him to say, I never knew you. So we need to know more than facts about Jesus. We need to know more than just some information about Jesus. We need to truly know him as Lord and Savior and make sure that we're not being stirred up and we're not being pacified just to do what everyone else is doing on either side of the fence. Say, nope, not going to do that. Not going to live like that. Man, I would encourage you to read all of Mark chapter 15, but in particular, uh, 6 through 15 is what we talked about today. Hey, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.